Welcome to 15 Minutes of Mental Toughness with your host, Dr. Rob Bell. Dr. Rob interviews expert coaches, executives, and athletes about mental toughness and their hinge moments. The hinge. It connects who we are with who we've become, and it only takes one. And now for your host, Dr. Rob. I think one phrase I could sum it up, no is the normal, yes is success. You know, I've you get so many no's. Um, and that's what I mean, no is the normal. Whenever I'm talking to anybody, um, you know, it's a no for this, a no for that, no you can't, yes you can. And everyone wants to give advice, um, especially the likes of investors that know better and have never done it, that they're needed, but, and I'm not saying I do anything right, um, but, it's always interesting. Buyers, you have to get in front of them. You've got to influence them. Everything you do, even production, um, there's some element of a mess up. Hey, this is Dr. Rob Bell. If you want a free ebook, the best mental toughness quotes that will make you better, just text Dr. Rob Bell, that's D R R O B B E L L, to this number, 33. 33- Four four four. You'll get a download right away. So our guest today is the founder of SOS Hydration. Uh, I've known this individual for quite a few years. I'm a big fan of his. Um, he is a Brit, so he's definitely witty. So get ready for that in the interview. But he was a British champ in uh, in middle distance, and his brother was also a runner, and he had severe dehydration. Uh, during a race and that born of that dehydration moment became really the taste of entrepreneurship. Um, this drink, SOS Hydration, is effective as an IV drip and uh, I use it all the time. I think it's fantastic. I'm so glad to finally have this guest on the show. Our guest today is James Mayo. James, thanks for joining us, mate. Rob, thanks for the big intro and um, also for the little bits of like us Brits are meant to be funny. So that puts me on edge right from the beginning. But that's what interviewees do. So bring it on. Good morning. Good afternoon. So again, uh, Brits, I always think they do a fantastic job of ending every sort of statement with a question, don't they? How do you mean? Well, it's like if you've got an important (laughs) take or something like that, and then they just kind of leave with that. Uh, Isn't that right? It's definitely, if we're stuck on something, then we'll ask another question. I mean, what do you think of that? Do you think Brits do that? I think I think Nick Faldo really does a fantastic job of that. And if you ever watch his uh, his takes, and he's going to have a strong take, and then he'll end with it, doesn't he? I've never, re- I've never really noticed that. But you're absolutely right. It's, it's very much a case of, I don't think we want to be the ones finishing the conversation, do we? <laughs> we keep this going all the time, man. You know, yeah, we could. So, <laughs> so SOS hydration, man. To, yeah, let's start with that hinge moment of this was born of a in a, in a winery. Yeah, um, that doesn't mean I'm an alcoholic. It just means the wine was good over in California, and um, most decisions uh, come when you're slightly sort of you know free of mind and free of spirit. Anyway, it was with my wife uh, Blanca, who's a physician. So she's the brains and the beauty behind SOS and my brother, who, as you mentioned, was also a former pro runner and is now doing global events, um, as well as being part of the SOS collective, so to speak. And, and we, Tom and I were discussing the fact that 
when we were running, we had major problems with dehydration. We made our own concoctions. The raids were super for energy, but terrible for hydration, as in electrolyte replacement. And um, in, in the army, the number one cause of non-combat casualty is basically heat casualty dehydration. So we suffered from it. And then my wife, Blanca, said, well, we, I used to treat it. We use a thing by the World Health Organization called an oral rehydration solution. Um, it's designed mainly to treat diarrhea and vomiting. So not the best for normal people. Um, and there are some oral rehydration solutions on the market. Um, but it was that moment that we realized, well, there is something. If we took that medical science and then went and explored what normal people use, um, so we Blanker after that went to the American College of Sports Medicine. We basically came up with the idea for SOS. And during that winery, we came up with the name SOS. I think it was probably because we were inebriated in terms of send out an SOS. Um, so, yeah, it was it was a call for help. Um, two days later, I resigned from my job. And uh, the rest, as they say, is history. So two days later, after after this idea was concocted in the, in the, yep. in the, in the winery, you got to lead us through that moment because that couldn't have been an easy moment. It wasn't, um, especially as and I, my former company I love, but they did pull my green card, which caused me chaos, um, no end. Um, however, it was it was one of those that if I've seen a problem and the problem was specific to myself and many other people, dehydration is you know a huge, huge issue. If you're thirsty, you're already two percent dehydrated, which can lead to a loss not in just physical performance, but also cognitive performance. So that's the tiredness, lethargy, and all that fun adventure. Um, and I got talking to Blanca, and it's sort of like, well, why not? I mean, I've got nothing else to lose. I've had a super career today. I've done all sorts of things in terms of various backgrounds. And my heart is very much like I approach running and like the army. If you're going to do something, you've got to be all in. And the only way to be all in was to resign. And I thought, well, as I was in my former job, if it doesn't work, well, I just go and get a job again. Um, so yeah, I called, I called up my boss and said, Hey, thank you very much. And, um, we parted ways and that, that was it. Um, yeah. so I'm always fascinated by this cause I, I definitely want to talk about the hydration field, the importance of this, but you know, I went into my boss because I just, you know, as a professor, I had two kids under the age of five, and I just wasn't happy because I wasn't living out my passion. I knew that. And when you're not living according to your passion, then you're working, you know, and that's yep. what fun is that. Yeah. And uh, so I went in and I told him, I said, you know, I'm, I'm done. Um, and you kind of did the same thing, you know, but I always think there's there's always a lead up to that. Like there's always mental tough that has to go into that decision. You you mentioned the Army. What uh, What were some hinge moments in your life that led to – to that mental toughness. Yeah. Um, the army and the British background is quite historical. So my father was in it. My father's 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 father, 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 all the way back. Um, really? So, so seriously, how far back? One, two, three, four, five generations, I suppose. Five generations? Like all the way back to like William the Conqueror <clears throat> sort of? Uh... It's maybe not that far back, but definitely okay. into the sort of 1700s. I didn't, I didn't um, even mention a loss. Sorry. Not many people are going to pick up on that. <laughs> I'm not sure if we're in the field at Hastings, you know, yeah. uh, charging, but whatever. Um, if you've seen Blackadder, think of Blackadder. So if you haven't heard of it, go and check it out. It's, it's satirical English humor at its worst. Um, so it was very much a case of I knew 
the eldest son would sort of have to go into the army. I was sort of quite excited about it, but I was also sort of quite nervous because my running was starting to take off. Um, and there was an opportunity to be a sort of a pro runner, which I ended up being a pro runner. I managed to do both. Um, but the hinge moment for the part one came of joining the army, which was my PE instructor and, uh, at school or physical education instructor, um, was basically, look, you've got this army thing. It's a great career. Um, you don't need to listen to your dad and your family and your grandfather and everything else, but this will also set you up for sport. And if you go and knuckle down now, get your tests and your exams, when you go to university, you can go through university because the way college system works in UK is they don't care about running. You don't go there to be a sportsman. You go there to be a student. Um, and then NCAA and all that rubbish doesn't, it's not rubbish. It's amazing in the States, but from a UK perspective, it, running for your college is nothing. It barely gets you noticed. It's about representing your country. Um, so it's sort of, he realized to me that, and it made me think about my running at the end of running. There's no career generally. I don't, I didn't really want to go into BA selling running shoes for somebody else. And I thought, well, army leadership, um, it's tough. I like the outdoors and I get paid. Plus I can still run. So he sort of set that in me rather than the, oh, you've got to do it. You've got to do it. That was a first hinge moment. And then <clears throat> I spent six glorious years uh, with the Cheshire regiment as an infantry regiment, as an officer left as a rank captain. Um, I managed to run, but I also managed to do my various courses. I ended up as a, um, company two IC and a, uh, mortar platoon commander, um, as well as being a rifle platoon commander. Um, there was an option to stay. I, they, the army had given me a commission until I was, well, for 25 years. So that was super. Um, and I went in and turned it down. I basically decided that I wanted, um, I liked the structure and I liked the leadership. I loved the, the love the people. I loved the training. I loved the motivation and I loved working with people, um, and that side and leading people into different situations. <clears throat> um, and basically, I had a six-month notice period. I upset my boss. Um, and I said, look, I'm off. Um, I have no idea what I want to do. Uh, and that's it. So I resigned my commission. Um, how, did you know that and was the, how did you know that was the right decision? Gut. Talk to me about that. It was, it was <clears throat> a lot of everything I've done on life is sort of based off gut. Now, we all have this gut instinct. Um, I'm not saying mine's better than any others, and I'm sure mine is crazy. Um, but I've had the opportunity to see lots of things, do lots of things. I've lived now in 28 places. Um, I've got a fairly good balance of things and I, I tend to use my gut as my first feel, even if it's not necessarily the right answer. But even back then from the army, I, as I said, I love that security, but I also like that bit in terms of and I, you know, my next job was going to Sandhurst to be, which is like the West Point, to be one of their instructors, which is huge. It's like Top Gun or whatever. Um, massive compliment. And I resigned before that <clears throat> because I didn't want to let people down by resigning when I got there. Uh, and two, I felt that at the age I was, I was not 30, I was 28. It was, right, now's an opportunity. I've got six good years. I've done something. I don't really know what I want to do. But I've, I'm no longer running. I'm sort of running. I was sort of coaching and being a bit of an agent. So let's go out and see see what happens. Um, and that hinge moment was really, it was, 
serving overseas, I won't say where, but it was it was basically seeing it and thinking, well, I'm going to have this. I could do this forever, but there's a whole world out there that's not what I want. But I think everybody should go in the army, personally, or Air Force or military. I think it gives you good background. Um, F it. Let's go do it. <clears throat> and that was that. And um, my final memory of the army, which was wonderful, was um, – or two – memories was um i lived in the castle in chester which was my last address it was super awesome. um and the guys and girls when i left um all the helicopters uh gave the guys jumped into helicopter and went on their deployments um and the helicopters bowed to me and saluted and then disappeared and i was left on the ground with my kit bag and that was it sort of saluting out of here so it was it was really cool and never looked back since wow that's fantastic man so you you trust in your gut to go into the army, trust in your gut to leave. Um, I mean, this this journey in terms of entrepreneurship that you do, I mean, trying to enter the hydration space, because we know the ones, the drinks that have way too much sugar in it and just aren't healthy for us at all. But with good marketing that just got inundated with us over here in the States and worldwide. Yep. What, what's the process been like for you for entrepreneurship in this space? Well, I mean, you've written more books than I've had hot dinners, and you're a, a legend. And one day, there's a book somewhere in SOS's adventure, and my because the journey. I think, <clears throat> I think one phrase I could sum it up: No is the normal, yes is success. You know, I've you get so many no's, um, and that's what I mean. No is the normal. Whenever I'm talking to anybody, um, you know. It's a no for this, a no for that. No, you can't. Yes, you can. And everyone wants to give advice, um, especially the likes of investors that know better and have never done it. That they're needed, but and I'm not saying I do anything right. Um, but it's always interesting. Buyers, you have to get in front of them. You've got to influence them. Everything you do, even production, um, there's some element of a mess up, and it's having that mental fortitude that you're going to get kicked more times um, when you're down uh, and then get kicked again. And it's that ability to sort of stand up. I suppose it goes back to when I was a little, a young lad, um, single and carefree with my brother, it sums it up. Um, we were sat in a, at a fountain in some holiday destination. And there was this, there were girls sat all around the fountain. And then my brother basically sat and went to, hello, do you want a drink? Do you want a drink? Do you want a drink? And it was, no, 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 no. See, face for radio, not for TV. Um, and that's sort of like, no. And the running, you lose more than you win. You come second. You've got to deal with it. You've got to stand up again. The army, you can't afford to lose. <clears throat> but, you know, because obviously there's a different angle to it. But loss makes you stronger and it, it gives you that sort of mental sort of toughness. And I, I think from running an army, loneliness of the long distance runner um, and the ability to set your own routine, it's all about that. And then the final piece is you've got to get people to believe in you along your way. And we've got some amazing partners from investors to retail to production and more importantly, I couldn't have done anything without this, without Blanca and Tom and the super small little team that we've got and those guys and girls that have been with us along the way. Hey, this is Dr. Rob Bell. Our new book, Puke and Rally, it's not about the setback, it's about the comeback. It can be bought anywhere books are sold or go to the website pukeandrallybook.com. 
so what's been um, what's been one of those <clears throat> moments through SOS hydration where it it took off? It went to the next level. What, what were one of those moments? It would probably be getting into CVS last year um, was where we went national. Um, we've no by no way anything made it, um, but that sort of set us on. Oh wow, you're national, um, and it's it's all lots of little steps. There wasn't really one moment. You know, we started in six stores in Texas. I'd never been to Texas. I couldn't even spell, you know, some of the places that we're in. But I was super grateful for Kroger for giving us that opportunity. It was that break. It was that one meeting. I did a pitch um, in New York uh, several years ago. And from that pitch, I met the crew from Coca-Cola and I met the crew from um, Kroger. Um, we were invited to an incubator with Coke, um, which was super. And that gave me some contacts and more importantly, some amazing insights into other businesses and like an MBA in life um, or beverage life. And... <clears throat> The Kroger Innovations guy liked us because of where we are. We started with six. We got the data. We built slow and steadily. Um, and that culminated in that. And then this month, we go live in the southern states of uh, Whole Foods. Um, and again, that's taken two years. I got into Whole Foods because of tenacity. I sent the lady a shoe. Um, it was a size 18 New Balance green sneaker. Just one. And with a load of SOS into it, um, and on the packaging, I made the packaging look like the shoe, so it didn't look like a normal FedEx box. And inside was just a note saying, "I'd like to get my foot in the door." She ignored yeah. it. The what? Oh, so I was going to say, how how effective but, was that? But she ignored that email, um, or she ignored that um, demo. However, she, she remembered it. Six months later, when I finally got a meeting with her at her office. Guess what was sat on her shelf? Uh, basketball. Perfect. You got it in one. Yeah. Absolutely nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. She was a massive basketball fan. Um, that green shoe. And last month, um, I delivered the second shoe, but as in two shoes together in her size in um, Whole Foods green as a, hey, thanks for getting us in the door. Wow. So it just shows it's it's being cheeky. It's being tenacious, and it's not taking no for an answer. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a good one, man. No is a normal, but yes is success. I think we got the title of the podcast there, man. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I suppose so. I never, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, I like it. I always say uh, tenacity is more important than talent, but um, but you obviously have talent. I mean, you know, you have the idea, you have the vision about what you want to do here. Um. And I mean, it's a fantastic product about what you do. What What are some of the stories, man, that stick out to you about what a difference um, the SOS hydration, you know, made in somebody's performance or in somebody's life? Yeah. Um, just quickly touching on the ten talent and tenacity, and that comes back to the whole sort of mental fortitude. Life is those people that you tend to find have too much talent tend to be lazy because it comes to them too easy. Um, and I think too much talent is dangerous. I think having just a smidgen of talent and a boatload of desire and a boatload of want to learn and that tenaciousness, as they say, sport is, and same with business, business is 90% sports, 90% mental, 10% talent. Um, so I think that's what it is. Um, with the 
guys and girls and the super athletes that we got, first things first, being really selfish. If I could wind the clock back 20 whole years and have had have had SOS, or Tom even, um, oh my God, that would have been cool. But you never look backwards, you always look forward. Um, so well, wait a I'll second, just, wait a second. Instead of looking forward real quick, I mean, walk, walk us through. What was that experience for, for you and Tom in terms of that dehydration piece? What happened? Well, it's, well, it's just um, <clears throat> we... Well, Tom collapsed from dehydration at one of the worlds. So, and he was in the sort of the top pack. He he wouldn't have won it, and he wouldn't mind me saying that. But he'd have at least been he did at least finish the race. Um, what distance? Uh, cross country, so okay. about five k. Um, but it was in South Africa. It was hot as hot as saunas. Um, and then from our training perspective, um, just knowing that I could have pushed myself that little bit harder and a lot of the time you were thinking well I'm just exhausted and actually now I fit I now do triathlons um I haven't done an Ironman like yourself off nothing so maybe I just need to you know go and set myself up to do it but I started doing the triathlons off the back of your book the hinge it's sort of like right there's a good kick in the ass let's go and do something um so thank you um but Living in Arizona, I mean, it's it was 102 degrees here yesterday. Um, that hydration is just a game changer. I'm I'm the only time I've got for a run is about 11 o'clock in the morning. Um, it's already hot, but if I take something like an SO, my SOS, I know I can go and do a four or five mile run at a sensible pace and come back and feel good and then rehydrate. And I think that's part of the thing. And then we've noticed with you know. It's some silly facts. I think we've won two two America's Cups um, off the back of the people using the hydration. I'm not saying it was down to us purely, but there's an element of success in it. At the Rio Olympics, we had three golds, four silvers, five bronzes, and 28 finalists, of which we pay we pay none of our athletes. I don't believe in that paid right. endorsement rubbish um, because they're usually drinking the bottle that says X and they're drinking, you know, a whiskey underneath it or something. Yeah. Um, so to have that sort of ratification is pretty cool. And most people are using it because it works. Um, and it's not like a energy drink where it you know gives you wings or whatever and you're floating on that sort of massive buzz that's a different form of what it is and the research that we've done it shows that if you're at that hydrated state you just feel more optimized it's think of it like a healthy energy like a duracell battery or i'm not plugging any brands apologies but you know it's just like a battery where you just keep going and um as soon as you run out of hydration the battery runs out and you're flat how have you um how big is is a problem of dehydration with uh, just with you know not only athletes but general society it's about some crazy fact it's about 75% of us are dehydrated at any one time um which if you look around that's that's nuts um you know but it's not as easy as just drinking water though is it no um water's your lifeblood obviously your body's right. predominantly made up of water and you need it um so i'm not here to sort of preach that you can't drink it um but water and electrolytes go hand in hand yeah. if you just drink water and have no electrolytes you flush your system of electrolytes which maximizes your cells too much and you basically end up drowning yourself um so electrolytes i think of it as a like a key 
they get the water and they also rebalance the electrolytes into your cells. And if you've got it in the right molecular balance, um, then you'll hydrate super fast and effectively and it'll get to where you need. So silly things like just by being thirsty, if you've got a bit of a dry tongue or, you know, then you're already dehydrated. Look at, I don't like talking about it, but look at the color of your urine. If your color of your urine is the color of a um, a yellow golf tee flag or something, then you're definitely dehydrated. If it's a fairly clear color, then happy, yeah. crack on. See, because I, I noticed like, and I'm a, a testimony to SOS because before I was using that, I mean, I was puking rallying all these races and trust me, man, I was drinking plenty of water, but that osmolarity yep. was messed up, right? Like I had no yep. electrolytes, I was flushing my system. Yeah, I was peeing clear, man, but it wasn't it well it wasn't until i came across sos you know even in my iron man even though i puked and rallied in that that's a good name for a book by the way yeah i but like even, that yeah let's let's time stamp this but even, <laughs> even though i puked and rallied in the iron man at mile 16 of of the run i wasn't dehydrated like that wasn't yeah. the cause of it so it was uh it actually like kept me going where i've had races before man where look when you are dehydrated um, it is a bad spot to be in, man. I mean, as you know, so, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm really appreciative of, uh, of what you do and, and the value you can provide, Thank you know, you. with the other companies that are out there and, and won't name any, but I mean, sugar seems to just be, um, it seems to be in everything. It seems to be too much. I mean, it's a leading cause yeah. of obesity. There was even a cause like for SOS to have more sugar in it. Wasn't it? I mean, I was watching this, uh, uh, this press conference, this interview, I guess that was done. Tom was on there, and they were saying, yeah. "Well, look, more yeah. sugar needs to be in this." What's, what's, um, and we know the detriments to it, man. But what is the, uh, how isn't that a good solution? Well, it all depends who it's funded. I mean, even the ORS oral rehydration solutions, hydration multipliers out there, that they've still got 11, 12 grams of sugar per serving, which is. It's not needed. Um, you know, right. it's about the sensibility of science. A lot of the, unfortunately, isotonic, hypertonic, hypertonic, hype, you've got three different types of solution. And it was sponsored. These solutions were then fed to the FDA and various different governments around the world um, as the, the sort of bit for sport. And unfortunately, they were sponsored in whole by a lot of the large soda companies, and the large soda companies needed to have a way to back up their marketing. So <clears throat> as a quick one with the three, hypertonic is something like a soda or a um, energy drink, very high in sugar, not high in anything else, but just sort of like, and gets to be you, honest, I- Gets you high. Yeah, I, I quite like a glass of soda every now and again, ice cold with a lemon, it's like, ah, oh, bring it on. Um, and then you've got isotonic. But the interesting thing is isotonic is basically what's called imbalance with your body. And it's all to do with osmolarity. And hypertonic is around about 330 um, millimoles plus. Um, isotonic, strange enough, has this massive range of 280 to 330. Now, your actual isotonic number is about 290. But because the sports drinks massaged, paid, funded, that isotonic shift has gone all the way up to basically soda. And these drinks aren't really isotonic at all because there's way too much sugar. And then you've got hypotonic, which is something like an SOS, where it's, it's got a faster balance than your body's osmolarity, so therefore it, 
accelerates into your cells in your system. Now, it doesn't mean it's got no sugar. Some drinks do have no sugar, but you need it. It's all to do with the molecular balance of um, sugar. So we were fighting that um, these governments around the world have basically said, and you can't call yourself an electrolyte drink because you don't have 16 grams of sugar. Oh. And that's sort of like an argument is, since when is sugar an electrolyte? Right. And they're going, well, um, because you need, you need sugar with your electrolytes. And it's a really, really sad argument from these scientists that um, we're starting to change things slowly and they're starting to understand it. But because they're so reliant on funding that we can't get them to change the answer totally. However, one thing that's playing to our advantage is the sports drinks are also going down the no sugar versions. I'm not saying they're any good because they're actually creating more obesity because of the fake sugar that's in them. But as a result, they're not able to call their fake sugar sports drinks electrolyte drinks. So the tide is turning a little bit, um, but we're still, and certainly in Australia and New Zealand, where we're sort of having good conversations, we've managed to negotiate down the sugar content, but we're, we're not quite there yet. Yeah. I mean, was the answer to that when they say that in terms of sugar and electrolytes? Was the answer bollocks? Uh, yeah, it was. It was something close to bollocks. Um, but I couldn't write that um, on okay. an email. It, um, it was actually a shorter word. It was um, or two words actually. It was sort of like God help me um, in a nice way. Um, so I can't swear on a podcast properly. And, and when you <laughs> and when you write that letter or that email, do you, do you put in there Tossa? <laughs> um. I would probably put that in the first draft, um, but the draft that I send out, provided I haven't pressed send because it's sort of 5 a.m. in the morning when I get up, um, then yeah. Okay. Those are, those are my favorite colloquialisms from uh, from British wit. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, in terms of what we've uh, gone through here, I mean, with this pandemic and, and quarantine, it's been you know, an amazing time, um, but especially the healthcare workers, I mean, they, they've... Even the residents, I mean, they've just gone through, I mean, so much physical distancing. I mean, they're, they, boy, a lot of stress in their lives. How, how has SOS Hydration, how have you helped them? Because I, um, I love what you've done. Thank you, mate. I greatly appreciate it. Well, having a wife who's a doctor who's on the front line, she came back from five weeks self, five and a half weeks self-isolating yesterday, um, uh, which was awesome. Um we personally understand how important the healthcare workers are. So wait a and second, James. So what does that mean? Like she would come home and then have to self-isolate? No, she was living out for five, five and a half just weeks. So she, gone. she she rented a new uh, little apartment okay. um, just so that it, she wouldn't bring it in because there's a problem because it's so long. Right. Um, <clears throat> that yes, you can be as good. And we've got my mother-in-law here. So it was one of those, it's, look, let's just... Um, let's just bite the bullet. It was tough as nuts. Um, but on the flip side, I'd better say than sorry. And part of that was sort of like, well, SOS is based off medical science. It can be used to treat viruses. We've got added zinc. We've got magnesium. Zinc is obviously super for immunity. The virus has two main kicks in the asses, um, ignoring the virus itself. One, you get a fever. Fever's dehydrating. And two, about 50% of cases get diarrhea and vomiting. Both of those can be treated using an SOS. Um, so I wanted to get SOS into the hands of as many people as possible. Um, and I didn't really have the know-how all to do it, but I tweeted a lady called Bethany Frankel. She's a dragon's lion's den, however it's called over here, sort of 
Housewives of Atlanta, famous lady. She's super. I tweeted her and she picked up on it. I said, I, I, the healthcare workers are not getting looked after. And off the back of that, that sort of spiraled her into you know, creating these beyond kits and it introduced me to global empowerment mission. Um, and we've basically donated now to nearly 300 hospitals, um, have got SOS as well as, um, personal protective equipment and other things. We haven't supplied the PPE that's been global empowerment missions responsibility to find it and donate it. Um, but I'm super, super happy that we've managed to get SOS into the hands of so many people. And then on our website, if you reach out, there's a healthcare donation page. If you reach out, there's a discount for the healthcare workers and so on and so forth that are involved. So it was our way to give back. Um, we've donated, we're a small company still. Um, we're not going down the, we've donated 7 million sticks or all that stuff, which I don't believe it's sort of like, if you've got it, if you need it, shout we'll donate it. Um, you know, it's, it's there because we're there for you. We're not trying to sort of do the most out of it, albeit we struck lucky finding two, one awesome person and one amazing organization to help facilitate my dream. And again, that comes back to tenacity. I knew I wanted to do something. Um, and between the team and myself, uh, who are cracking, um, we did it and we achieved it. So never say no. Yeah. Well, it only, it only takes one too. Yeah. Yeah. That it does. It's that magic hinge. <laughs> Thanks for using that. Uh, I think it's fantastic what you guys are doing, man. I mean, I'll uh, I'll put that link obviously here in the podcast, so if people want to go there, so if people want to go there, they can they can go ahead and purchase and, and donate. Well, there's two there's two ways. Every, yeah. For every purchase, um, we're adding to our donations. Um, but also, if you're a healthcare worker, um, or you know a healthcare worker, stroke hospital, um, that needs some SOS. Um, there's a, there's a link on the website. It pops up on the website and we'll make sure we get it to them. Um, but also there's a discount code if you know, you are a healthcare worker. Unfortunately, we've had some unscrupulous people who lack integrity and karma will bite them on the bum that have lied about being it. And that's really sad in this environment. It's sort of like everyone gets their turn. Um, but some turns are more important than others and don't lie. So, but that's just the nature of sometimes human nature. Yeah. Man, well, I appreciate you, man, and I'm glad uh, SOS Hydration is doing that. You know, I always end the podcast, I always ask one question, and that is, and it usually gets a pause, but what question should I be asking that, that I'm not asking, James? Oh, you cheeky monkey. Um, I think it would be what's next. Please. And obviously, we have to end, end on a question, so I suppose I can't really answer that question because it could be a what's next for you. So I'll tell you what, I'll share my what's next if you share your what's next. I agree. Okay, done. So the first thing's first, SOS. Um, we're going compostable. I'm super excited about that. Um, that's kicking off uh, this month. And um, there is on the cards, and you've heard it here first, there is going to be a ready-to-drink out there. Um, towards the end of the summer. I'm super excited about that. Wait, walk, it, what's that, walk us through that. What's that look like? It's like a cat. It's like a bottle of unicorn stardust. Whoa. Um, is that what you're calling so that's it? All, yeah, unicorn stardust hydration. That's all I'm going to say about it for now. So there's a little teaser. Um, and then there's a whole different beast uh, 
a idea that I had when I got pre-diabetic about 20 months ago um, called Sweaty. That's a hydration, glucose, and lactic monitor um, that you measures sweat um, and measures the biomarkers in sweat and feeds back to an app. So it tells you when to fuel, when to hydrate, and what pace to train it. Wow, that's great, man. So that's what's next. But more yeah. importantly, as the host with the most, um, I hand it back to your good self. What's coming up for you? Well, I think that's where I just sign off, man. I mean, you know what's coming up for you know what's coming up for me, man. Is getting getting you the copy of that book, Puke and Rally, man. It's not about the setback; it's about the comeback. It so, is indeed. Bring James, it on. Let's... James, where uh, uh, I'll let you end it though, man. Where can people uh, learn more about you and uh, and your company? I need SOS is the easiest one, uh, or SOSHydration.com. Perfect. Right. Thanks so much, brother. Thanks, mate. Stay safe. Thank you for listening to the Mental Toughness Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. You can also check us out on Twitter at Dr. Rob Bell or visit our website at drrobbell.com.